Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We want to talk about staff shortages, which means that nearly two million hours of home help isn't going to be delivered this year across the country. It's the HSE. They estimate it works out at about 35,000 hours a week. 35,000 hours worth of care won't be delivered every week this year now, all down to staff shortages. And broadcaster Tina Gates is with us on the programme today because, Tina, I know we've, we've talked to you on numerous occasions. Um, you care for your 97-year-old dad. What's your reaction when you hear that? Like, 35,000 hours a week is a huge amount. Well, you know, I, I, I'm torn in two ways because on one front, absolutely desperately sad because I know what that... Uh, will have an effect on people and how it will feel like. But on the other hand, I'm hopping mad because we've spent, and you're right, you've spoken to me for a number of years now over this, and we seem to be um, battling away to get hours and allocations, and then we're taking a step forward and a step back. I mean, the government's been doing a huge amount of work to regulate home care. It's launched a public consultation on draft regulations for the providers of home care. That'll be the minimum standard if home care is licensed, which seems to be the plan. There's huge movement towards statutory home care so that people have as much right to remain in their home as they do of going to a nursing home if they don't need to or they want to stay at home. But what's the point of fixing home care and allocating hours and then saying it's not available? In the budget, we've had great work um, over the recent years in increasing the amount of available hours in the budget for creating um, extra hours. And now that's going to be all wiped away by the HSC saying that there's a recruitment and staffing crisis in home care, which we've all known about for Mm. years. It's been like that before the pandemic. It's been like that before our current problems around the country, largely because of poor paying conditions and bad planning. Arguably, it's been worse during the pandemic because home carers were coming into homes to give assistance and then they were out for 10 days if they were in any way exposed to the virus. And every one of their fellow workers was then out too for being at close contact. So arguably, you know, it was worse then. So don't come along now and suddenly say that there's a crisis and wipe millions out of people's home care allocations. You just can't do it. It's not feasible. I mean, I'll give you my own personal example. Yeah, do, Tina. We have over 50 hours here with that, which is extraordinary. It's amazing. And it's been life-saving since we got it. It's a much-denied package. Many people told us it didn't exist, but it does. Funding's been made available for it. It's an intensive HSE home care package specifically designed for dementia patients and is still under-allocated. There's still funding available for these packages. Now, I, I will just say uh, the 50 hours kind of gets eaten away because it goes into double assist and um, the home care providers take extra hours out of it for working at weekends and there's, there's a load of other funny stuff that goes on around it but it's still it's amazing yeah. and it has stopped me from literally spiralling downwards in a downwards trajectory into bad health and um, I was when you say to somebody that you haven't slept for two years they think you're being a drama queen mm. but if you say it to another carer, a family carer, they completely understand what you mean. Because I had to sit beside Dad's bed at night to stop him falling out of bed because he had um, he was a false risk. He was strong enough to get out of bed himself. And alarms and nothing, they, they made no difference because he, by the time he got out of bed, 
and the alarms went off, he was already in trouble. So there was huge, um, intensive uh, distress surrounding looking after dad with no sleep. Uh, during the day, I couldn't go to the loo because he couldn't be very creative about getting himself into spray. So the allocation of this um, package that I got last year has been literally life-saving for me, but it has made Dad's experience of being at home so much more enjoyable as well because I can now play with him and I can do sensory exercises with him and I have the energy to be his daughter and his carer and not just this wreck of a person who was trying to stay awake and who was jumping every 10 minutes because I was so sleep-deprived. Now, the reality of hours being taken away from people or not allocated to people, that's going to be my experience before I got my package. Mm. It's going to be a nightmare for some people. And it's going to back up all the systems again. And that's, I suppose, that's the point, Tina. And maybe, you know, if there's people listening today that are affected by this, and as Tina mentioned, those things that you can do as a result of having the home help hours. I mean, what is the impact of of that reduction? Like 35,000 hours a week not going to be delivered throughout the course of the year. I mentioned 2 million um, in total at the start of this year like it's it's an it's an pretty incredible I imagine the impact it'll have 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us today Tina stay with us because Pat is on the line as well in Wexford and Pat you are a carer you're somebody who comes into the homes and actually gives you know Tina and Tina's dad the home help assistance hours that they require like what do you think when you hear these figures today? Well, actually, you're not right about that. <laughs> I care. I care for my husband. Oh, you care uh, for I'm, your I'm husband. Not, apologies. Yes, apologies, yes, Pat. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, an employed carer. Apologies. Sorry, uh, I so, thought. Yeah. Yeah, and you see, Tina's at a particular end of uh, of this um, of this issue, and and because of that, and because of the extreme need of her of her dad, she was able to access that particular package. In the earlier days, sometimes what people need is. Uh, family support and and the problem with that is that um, if I live you know three doors away from my mother in in my home with my three children and my husband uh, I cannot afford to give up my job to care for my mother it just simply wouldn't work for me and uh, from from a financial perspective I think that there's a big reliance uh, a kind of a casual reliance um, on the family informal carer without any recognition in real terms of the of their of their value and that that i think is something that can be in a way reimagined um, i moderate a group on on facebook and we have over 2000 um, carers registered with us and um one of the themes that comes up um, again and again and this particularly applies to we'll say daughters or sons who are trying desperately to fit in caring for a parent who maybe have been allocated a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour in the evening, which is totally inadequate for somebody who is living on their own. And they say, invariably they say, if I could be paid appropriately, I could actually give up my job or or cut down my hours of work and, and care for my parent. However, if I attempt to do that, the HSC look at what my husband is earning in order to decide what they will pay me for my role as, as a carer. Um, now, what, what this means is if I went into Tesco and said, I'm here to interview for a job, and they said, well, first of all, we have to discover 
what your husband is earning before we can decide what we're going to pay you. I mean, it's a similar thing, you know, because at the end of the day, nobody can give up their job, which pays for their mortgage, pays for their child care, mm. and does all of those things that need to be done for €130 Euros a week. I mean, nobody can do that. It's not possible. Pat, how you know, long are you caring for your husband? My husband was diagnosed uh, about seven years ago, um, but it, but he was showing signs of some uh, some issues. Um, I'd say I'm actually caring for him for something in the region of 12 to 15 years without fully recognising that's what I was yeah. doing. And how many hours now, of, of uh, do, do you get I do, home health I assistance? Guess, I guess one hour a day for five days a week. And do you, have you any so, idea if that's going to be impacted by this? So I doubt if I doubt if that one hour will be impacted because I possibly could do with more, except that I I, I wouldn't be regarded as being, we'll say, the most needful because. I'm able, if you know what I mean. I mean, this is what I mean by that informal reliance. I know you see, this is yeah uh, on, on the carer. I mean, there's there's there are husbands and looking after wives around the country. I, of of all the things, I find that really difficult to to understand, uh, particularly around in the intimacy of caring for somebody, because caring for somebody. Uh, quite often involves intimate acts that you would never have had to do in your entire life for anybody, you know. And I I just think it's really hard on men. I think it's extremely difficult for sons who are left taking care of elderly mothers, as happens, by the way. And and suddenly they're meant... They will actually get a bit more support, by the way. They will get a little bit more support. But it might be an extra half an hour in the day, a half an hour in the morning, a half an hour in the evening or whatever. And usually it's around the personal care needs. But if the person isn't going to cooperate during that half hour, that's it. It's gone. The opportunity is gone. And this is what happens to me. You know, when the carer comes in to my house at 11 o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance that I will have I will have caught the opportunity at eight o'clock in the morning to get him into the shower. You know, that, that 11 o'clock in the morning, he's all done and dusted, you know. I know, you it's know, very so hard to dictate when somebody's going to go to the toilet yeah. or, or, or have a shower uh, exactly. and it's, it's very hard to work go. around yeah. that. I see a text in from Laura yeah. here who says, my sister is a home health worker for the HSC. The HSC have reduced her hours in Limerick. Um, apparently they've no clients for her to fill the, the hours. Very hard to believe, says Laura. Uh, this listener says, I have about 12 hours home help allocated to my mum, but I haven't had any since November. She actually really needs full-time help, says this texter. Uh, Donal is on the line as well. Donal, you work as um, a home help, is that um, in home help in, in, in the West. What's your experience of this? Uh, Andrea, hi. Thanks for um, having me on the show. Yeah. Um, basically, my experience is that over the past three months or so, I, uh, my hours have dropped from about, we'd say, 42 to about 27 hours a week. Uh, and a lot of my colleagues are in the same situation. Um, and then you hear stories about, you know, there's no carers. Um, I don't understand what, where's the, like, where's the coordination between the HSC and the agencies and what's, what's going wrong, what's breaking down, you know. So sorry, Donald, just, just to clarify that. So you actually, as I'm, I'm, I'm got, made the mistake with Pat, you actually go in um, to houses, meet people like, like Tina and Pat and you provide the home help hours, but your hours have been cut because you've been told there isn't the need for you. Well, not so much that, Andrea, no. Like, um, 
some of my clients, unfortunately, like like what happens um, when you're dealing with elderly people mainly, they, you know, they pass away and sometimes they go to hospital long term and go into respite long term and your hours just go down and down and down. And uh, they're in my case, they haven't been replaced and I'm not the only one that yeah. has this experience, you know. Um, but you could take on more hours, is that what you mean? Well, yeah, and I've, I've requested it recently and I think there's some movement on that, but, you know, they, they know that I that I am short of hours, and you know it's 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 hard to earn a living right now the way things are. You know, of course. And like so, when, uh, when you hear that because of staff shortages, people are going to lose thirty five thousand hours worth of care a week. What's your view on that? Well, it, it makes my blood boil. I mean, I, I'm I'm here. I'm available most mornings. I'm doing nothing. Um, I'm available many evenings. Uh, I'm sitting here looking for hours um, and they're not available to me. So, like, it's a total dichotomy. Like, when you think that, you know, you, you turn on the news in the morning, there's no carers and you you look at your paycheck and, my God, how am I going to live on this, you know? And when you contact the um, the HSE and, and, you know, and the regional provider that, you know, basically allocates the hours that you have, Donal, like, what do they say when, when you say, well, listen, I've, you know, I've more free hours, I, I could take on more clients? Well, I, I work for an agency and very often you have to point it out to them that, you know, your hours are down. And you see, if you're a HSE home help, you get paid while your client is in hospital. But if you work for an agency, you get nothing, absolutely nothing, you know. So um, the, the, the agents, like, it seems to me, now I could be wrong, I don't know how these things work, obviously, but uh, it seems to me that if the HSE are looking for hours, are they actually contacting all of the agencies asking, do they have staff? Because it seems to me that's not happening. It's not proactive. It's it's reactive, you know? Okay. Uh, a text in here from Eileen who says I care for my 91 year old aunt who has mild dementia she's no children lives alone cannot even get assessed for a care package nothing from the HSE they just expect the family to do it with no support the only help is from voluntary groups who do meals and wheels another listener who says um, if the, the reason for the shortages of home carers is that these workers are getting fed up being exploited they can now move up to better paid work in restaurants suggests this listener another email from a texter who, or um, a listener who says if the HSE could employ carers directly thereby ending the privatisation of this industry the carers would be paid a fairer wage would attract more employees for example the HSE probably have to bring the caring companies double they probably have to pay them double the hourly rate in order to uh, to pay staff um, Michael Harty is the founder of Home Care Direct Michael's on the line as well um, Michael why are the HSE having such staff staff shortages issues? Uh, good afternoon Andrea I think it's quite simple. It's caring isn't uh, presently an attractive career. Um, there's no guarantee of work. Uh, wages are poor, um, and uh, there's there's easier and much better paid jobs in the local and um, you know Aldi or Lidl or hotel or um, restaurant. Um, so it, 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 basically, there aren't enough funds getting to carers' pockets. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, it's it's not so much that the HSC aren't paying good rates. Um, they they do pay the agencies around twenty seven euros an hour, but only about eleven or twelve euros of that gets to the carer. Um, so there's a huge leakage of of funding to overheads and profits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but where funds have the most effect is 
it's when they get the carers um, because then you have a happy, well-rewarded, proactive carer. So it's um, caring is just presently not an attractive uh, career. And, uh, you know, the reason why, you know, more funds don't get to carers' pockets is that we, we have a kind of a, a one-size-fits-all system yeah. um, for, 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 for people. And uh, it, the fact is people's needs and circumstances are incredibly varied. So the, the kind of options to them uh, to get care should be varied as well. But, uh, you know, it, 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 there's, if you get a home care package, it has to be used with a, a fairly limited number of, of uh, for-profit um, agencies. So that's put a lot of okay. power into their hands to, to set carers' wages so, and, and to set prices. So some of the texts coming in again actually just talking quite specifically about the uh, the pay and arrangements that um, that carers or, or people working in home help actually receive. And other listeners says carers only get 10 cent a kilometre. That's why a lot of carers can't continue uh, in the role. There's been a lot of talk today, and Pat mentioned it there too, about maybe reworking the system or, or the model. Like, Tina, do you think, is that something that could happen? Well, I think genuinely there's a mismanagement within the whole system, and I'm, I think it needs to be taken apart and put back together again. Um, I think Pat had a very good point about um, making it financially viable at earlier stages for um, family members to come in and assist. I think that that's a very good idea. And I think there is some record of that happening with respite, but it seems to be a big secret as a lot of things to do with home care and support seems to be in this country. Um, I have heard colloquially that um, respite within the home can sometimes be given by a family member who is recompensed by the HSE. But I've no way of saying to you that that absolutely is the case because I haven't been able to find any reference it's, to it on it, the HSE It always website. seems, Tina, that you know it's, it's very hard to get your head around how the system works. It's only really when you're in it. Yeah, I mean, you... I only found out recently that because I have a carer's allowance for the last um, year and a half now, I think, um, I'm entitled to a GP visit card for myself. That's something I didn't know about. Nobody gives you a flyer, you know, a sheet know. of paper. Like a liaison person to say... You can have this, this yeah. and this. You know, there seems, seems to be bizarre. no... There there are a lot of services which are out there, but to so actually no one access them. them is really, really difficult. But like one thing is very clear, and there's one thing that I want to say. Family carers in the home can't go on without support and can't mm. go on without home care assistance. Um, so, you know, if that happens, people are inevitably going to have to give up caring. Not everybody, but some people just we'll won't to, be yeah. able to go on. And that means that people who don't need to will be in nursing homes and people who don't need to will be in hospital beds where they'll deteriorate because they can't be cared for in the same way in that mm. environment as they can be in their own home. And my own dad is a perfect example of yeah. He was put into hospital for three days for a checkup a year ago and was released, sent home with a palliative care odour. I was told, order, sorry. I was told that his dementia had made him forget to swallow and soon um, he'd forget to breathe. That's what I was told. 13 months later, he's just celebrated his 97th birthday yeah. here at home with a massive cake that he started eating before we finished singing <laughs> Happy Birthday. So, like, that's the real, I know. That's that's the real the... cost of 
losing these types of Absolutely. support. Well, you know. 53106 is the number if people want to get in touch with us today if you've been affected by this. Tina, listen, thank you for, for joining us in the programme. I hope your dad's keeping well. <laughs> yeah, I hope he is. And, and Pat as well and Donal uh, there too. Lunchtime live at newsdog.com. Either that is the email address. We will actually, we've had a big response to this today in the programme. So we'll probably come back to this a little bit later in the show. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.